In case you didn't know, it's not only the festive season for many countries, cultures and religions, but it's also engagement season. Yes, (laughs) it's a thing. You bet your sweet ass it's a thing. According to the Easy Weddings 2024 Australian Wedding Industry Report, up to 20% of couples get engaged between Christmas Eve and Valentine's Day in February, with Easter being the next most popular time for popping the question. So if this is where you're at, congratulations, beautiful. Drink it all in and revel in your love bubble. I would highly recommend before you promise anything to anyone, except that huge yes to your fiancé, of course, that you have a listen to episode 22 of the Unbridly podcast, these three important first steps in your wedding planning change everything. It's really a starting point. If you've just become engaged or you're already engaged, these are the three steps you really need to work through together before you get caught in the am I invited socially awkward dance over the festive season with family members in particular. But as I'm meeting and chatting with experts in relationships and psychology, and I'm reading more about studies about the financial health of marriages and those that are most likely to go the distance, it seems to me that A, we should have been given the heads up on this stuff in school, and B, this is something that you should be working through, talking through, thinking about well before you get engaged. In this episode, I'm assuming that at some point, pending the right time, place, circumstances, and person coming along that you want to get married, for some people, it's just not a priority to live together in marriage, and that is totally fine too. One of the wonderful things about this day and age is that for the most part, it's a personal choice, and it's one that you don't have to do unless you really want to. And it's not just the wedding that I'm really talking about here either. It's It's what couples, I don't want to say should, but think of it more as an opportunity to be thinking about this stuff and talking about this stuff before you get engaged. This might be an episode that you want to listen to when you're driving somewhere on your own or taking a walk or a jog somewhere. And you can let these ideas and concepts float around in your mind for a little bit, unaffected by other people's opinions of them. It's a bit deep and very personal which of these 11 key topics will be most important to you or that you feel you might want to discuss with your partner before you jog on down to Tiffany's for the after Christmas sales. Let's get stuck into it. Unbridely is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. I think it's pretty fair to say that our parents and definitely grandparents didn't know this stuff and also didn't question how things were done in the past because of, you know, expectations, respect for your elders, tradition, custom, etc. You know, looking back over nine years ago now for me, I can't help but feeling that I missed a short course along the way to getting married myself. But we have more info, statistics and expert advice 
which is more readily available to us now. So I feel like it's only smart to have a listen to the people who work in relationships, money and families day in and day out to see if there are any pearls of wisdom that we might be able to use to improve our life. There's no doubt that choosing a life partner has a significant impact on almost every single aspect of what you do forever. Think emotional well-being, your career, study, any other plans for the future, your financial situation, what you do on weekends, who you hang out with, yours and their family relationships, your physical health, your children, if you want any, and how you choose to raise them. Seriously, it's a massive decision to make. And while no one knows what the future holds and one of the most amazing parts of getting married is that you enter into a contract to stick by each other no matter what. And that's part of the adventure that you make a pact to work things out. It's still best to go into it with your eyes wide open. Yes? And so I've compiled 11 of some of the most important topics, according to the experts, that you might want to get on the same page with your significant other about if you're looking at building a future with them and hopefully before you get engaged. Also, as you know, I am not a medical professional, relationship or financial expert, and the information I discuss will be just that, information only. It's not specific advice. If you want to take action following something you heard, it's important that you make sure to get professional advice about your unique situation before you proceed and whether that be legal, financial, accounting, medical, other advice, whatever it may be. Okay, you ready? (laughs) So topic number one is around your shared values and goals. So before you get engaged, you want to make sure that you and your partner have compatible values and long-term goals discussing your views on marriage, having kids, your career aspirations, lifestyle preferences, and other significant aspects of life. And quite often, I think, we have these discussions because it's a bit of that dreaming, it's a bit of that forward dreaming that we have when we're lying there together going, love you, love you, yep. What about when? And you have those chats about, what you hope for, what the future is going to look like. And so I have great optimism that you've already had a chat with your fiancé or your future fiancé about your shared values and goals. Topic number two is around communication styles. So the thought that it's easier if we can understand each other's communication styles and work on effective ways to exchange thoughts, information, how we're feeling, what's going on. Because of course, healthy communication is absolutely vital for you to be successful together and being aware of each other's preferred methods. And I think times as well can really help you navigate these challenges, all challenges that come your way more successfully. So for me, there are certain times of the day, for example, when I am not receptive to hearing anything that occupies any significant part of my thought process. The number one time that is worse for me is in the morning. And if you try to get me to think or communicate about anything truly significant in the morning, you'll probably be met with, you know, a bit of fuck off because it's just, I don't know, I have a slow ramp up into the day 
And that is how I work best. That is how I communicate best. And right now, I'm recording this in the afternoon. It's when my brain really starts to tick along. And knowing that of your partner is like, it's essential. You got to know when they're at their best, when they're able to discuss things with you, when they're able to think things through. And knowing those peak times and off-peak times is going to help you. Topic number three, it sounds fancy, conflict resolution, but we're talking about fighting. What happens when you both disagree, when the way you want to go about something is not the way they want to go about something? So understanding each other's conflict resolution styles and trying to find common ground is like, (laughs) it's huge. It's huge because there are going to be times where you don't agree and you've got to be able to find a way through them. It doesn't mean that everything is lost, very rarely actually. And so knowing how to come back to each other to apologize, to say sorry, to be open to the other person's perspective and finding a middle ground, yeah, it's, it really is the mortar that helps hold relationships together. Topic number four is around your financial compatibility, being transparent about your money, about your money hangups, discussing your attitudes towards money. Do either of you have any debt? Do you have excessive spending or gambling habits? Do you want to even budget, save, pay off debt, buy a house, invest, travel the world? You need to understand what each other considers importantly financially to prevent future conflict and make sure that you're both working towards the same sort of things. If there is a situation where one of you is hiding something that maybe you're embarrassed about with your money, it might be really bad credit score, it might be defaulting on a loan, things like that, it's just going to eat away at the trust. And money has a lot of emotion attached to it. I have been listening to the amazing Victoria Devine on She's on the Money. Fantastic podcast. Seriously, if you're interested at all in working out the money in your life, which most of us really need to, I mean, unless we're sitting on top of mummy and daddy's like huge gold coin mountain, you need to know how you're earning it, how you're saving it, how you're spending it, how you're budgeting it. And also that interaction and little dance with your partner. And Victoria goes into a lot of it, which is so fucking refreshing to have it so open and transparent. So jump onto Victoria Devine, She's on the Money podcast, work out your own attitude towards your financial situation and your, it's like finding out your money archetype, if you like, work out your own side of the coin and then have a chat with your partner about it and don't be afraid. It's so much more healthy to have open discussions about your money and what it means for your future together. Let's face facts. You've always been the planner and the organizer and your fiance's eyes glaze over a little when you start talking about the details of your wedding day, but you really need someone to share this all with to bounce ideas off, and someone who's not going to ruin the surprises, but also be supportive and maybe even offer a different perspective. 
So when you're needing to get a second opinion about your bridesmaid, your in-laws, or your first dance song, Unbridly Couples is your safe space. Unbridly hosts a private Facebook community where modern engaged couples can share ideas, chat, and solve problems, and generally just get freaking excited about their wedding. We also have a curated list of experienced wedding vendor professionals in there to offer suggestions and tips, insight into how to get the most out of your big day. But with no unsolicited DMs or pushy sales tactics, it's just not what Unbridly is about. So you can search for the Unbridly Couples Group on Facebook or just click on the link in the show notes. I'll see you in there. Topic number five is around your individual independence. So for many, you need to be able to strike a healthy balance between being together, joined at the hip, absolutely in love. Um, We do everything together. We wear matching outfits when we go to lawn bowls, all that sort of stuff. And your individuality, your need for personal boundaries, for a bit of space, for your own identity, and how you can both continue to pursue your individual interests and goals within the context of a committed relationship. Maybe you're getting engaged. Maybe you're just going to stay as a partnership. Maybe marriage, you know, isn't the end goal there, but you still need to work out this to and fro, this balance, and hopefully a bit of equality there that both of you get that opportunity to pursue your own individual needs, your hobbies, what you want to do, where you want to go. Maybe not everything has to be done together and maybe that's healthy. Topic number six is around emotional support. Knowing that you and your partner are emotionally supportive of each other, nurturing each other as you go, helping each other along the way can help get you through the challenging times and also make the good times even better. Seriously, applauding and being proud of your partner celebrating their success is one of the most gratifying parts of being in a committed relationship. So how does your partner like to be supported? Is it um, a quiet little dinner after something that's happened at their work? You know, maybe they just want that quiet chink of a drink with you at home, big hugs and go to bed for sexy time. Or they might go, no, no, I'd really love for you to be up with me working through the draft of this particular assignment. The emotional support that you both need from each other and what you want to give to each other is something that you have to negotiate over time because it's sure to change as well. Topic number seven you want to be across is your family dynamics. I first came across Dr. Nicole LaPera, who is a clinical psychologist in private practice. She's the founder of the holisticpsychologist.com. I came across her stuff through Lewis Howe's Instagram page when she offered advice on a carousel post about the seven patterns she's noticed of couples who, inverted commas, make it. And the very first like picture on that slide, on that carousel, was one about boundaries with your families. And I went, hello, let's have a look here. It said, those couples who make it, they put their relationship first and had clear boundaries with family. They didn't vent to them about issues or make decisions based on what their families wanted. They did what was best for their partnership 
together. And I see this a lot with the couples I meet who I'm getting married as a celebrant, understanding each other's family backgrounds and the dynamics between everyone is essential. And discussing your expectations around the family involvement, you know, especially over like Christmas time, around New Year, around Hanukkah, around Chinese New Year, what are your family's traditions? What do they expect? How much involvement does there need to be? Do you need to travel to be with them? Or will they be completely and utterly heartbroken and want to cut you off if you don't? What are the traditions in your families? What are the potential challenges? So the awareness of each other's family history can really help in navigating future family-related decisions. But I think underlying and most importantly for family dynamics is exactly what Dr. Nicole LaPera said, and that is around boundaries with your families. They need to be worked out. They need to be set. Sure, they're going to shuffle a bit over the years, but generally it's about sticking together as a team and knowing that your family is actually on the periphery of that. They come second. They do. And that might be different from how it's been in the past, but it definitely needs to be the way that you move forward when you're looking to truly commit to a relationship long-term. Topic number eight can be sensitive. It's around intimacy and romance. Talking about your expectations and desires when it comes to, yes, your sex life, intimacy, romance, monogamy, is that for you? Is that what you're looking for in your marriage? Or will there be other understandings, guidelines, rules in place? What is monogamy to you? Understanding each other's love languages, like how you and your fiance prefer to give and receive signals of togetherness and appreciation, and how you work together to keep the romance alive in your relationship. Is it a priority for one of you and not for another? Sometimes discussions around romance and intimacy, they're not had, at least out loud. It can cause some people shame to discuss what they want and what they need. I can't help but think, though, that this evolves during a relationship. It's something that you need to at least be together on at the start and to be able to constantly come back to that discussion and work out ways to go forward through the different seasons of your life and of your relationships as things change. Topic number nine, career and lifestyle plans. What do you want? Do you want to be the CEO? What are your lifestyle preferences? Ensuring you're aligned in terms of where you see yourselves living, working, building your future together. Is living and working interstate and overseas on the cards? Topic number 10 is about your past experiences and being open about it, both the positive and the challenging. Discussing how your past has shaped you and how it might impact your relationship later, it's, um, it's giving your partner a heads up, look, I'm still a bit damaged by this, and taking responsibility for that rather than it's just a symptom that comes up when there's a bit of pressure on understanding each other's histories fosters empathy and a deeper connection between you. And topic number 11 is your mental and physical health. So chatting about it, any personal challenges or concerns, discussing how you can support each other's well-being and being proactive about maintaining a healthy lifestyle if, again, that's what's important to you. 
I listened to an absolutely eye-opening episode of The Imperfects this week. It was an interview called Dr. Louise Newson, Maybe It's Menopause, and what life partners, family, and friends can do to support someone who might be going through perimenopause or menopause. And Dr. Newson suggested that it should be something that's transparent and planned for, like retirement which is one hell of a way of thinking about it and probably a long way off from where you are, but something to keep in the back of your mind too. You don't have to know everything now, but wouldn't it be cool to have a framework where you feel comfortable and safe to have the big discussion with your partner when that time comes? And so just to recap the 11 key topics to discuss before you get engaged, according to the experts, they are number one, your shared values and goals. Number two, communication styles. Number three, conflict resolution. Number four is your financial compatibility. Number five is your individual independence. Number six, emotional support. Seven, extremely important, family dynamics. Eight, intimacy and romance. Number nine, career and lifestyle plans. Ten is your past experiences. And 11, mental and physical health. Making time for these big discussions, topics, and considerations can help you build a strong foundation for a successful and enduring partnership. While it might not come down to having everything mapped out, it'll give you a framework knowing that at the very least, you're pulling in the same direction together. It can allow you to enter into your engagement and hopefully your marriage with a really clear understanding of each other's expectations and a shared vision for the future. I'd love to know your thoughts on these 11 key points and you can DM me on Instagram at unbridely or send me a 90-second audio message via SpeakPipe. The link is in the show notes and I'd love to wish you a very happy festive season and a spectacular new year. Chat with you again when I come back with a brand new episode on Tuesday, the 16th of January, 2024. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly Podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.